I am really excited about today's episode. So we are talking about book guilt. Now, I've been talking to a lot of readers lately and uh, asking them questions, and I've discovered that there are seven different lies that we are telling ourselves as readers that might actually be crippling us in the process of enjoying a good book. You might be telling yourself these. Let's find out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Read Well Podcast. My name is Eddie Hood, and I'm your host, where I believe it's more important to read well than to be well-read. So grab your favorite book, open up your notes, and let's get ready to learn something fascinating. All right, welcome back to week three of the Read Well podcast. My name is Eddie Hood, and I am the guy who is super nerded out when it comes to reading books. I love books more than anything. They have opened up a whole new world to me. And I'm, I'm really passionate about the psychology of reading, how to inspire other people to read more. And if you're kind of on the edge about being a reader or if you love reading and you want to you know, dig deeper, I want to address that for you today. I want you to uh, walk away from this episode just excited to, to pick up the next book and read. So before we get into this too, uh, too quickly, I want to point out a couple of things. One, uh, this is a video podcast, which means every week I record one of these things. So you can watch this live on YouTube and look at my goofy face, or you can just listen wherever you sort of consume your podcasts. Uh, number two, this is a brand new community that I'm building, and we are a community of people that believe it's more important to read well than to be well-read. And really, all that boils down to is that we care a lot about learning and spending time in conversation with our authors and really trying to understand what they're teaching us, rather than just having a to-do list of books to read and just check, 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 and saying, look how many books I read. How great is that? So... If that speaks to you, uh, you can go to the readwellpodcast.com. That is the homepage where uh, the episodes are being posted and you can join the newsletter. And there's a whole bunch of other things you can do, but let's just start there. All right. I have uh, in my hand the three by five card with seven lies that you might be telling yourself. And these lies are actually causing guilt in your life as a reader. I've experienced every one of these. You can probably identify with some of them yourself. I'm just saying that. And if you are, go ahead and give yourself a hand raise and say amen and the whole thing. And we are going to uh, grow together as readers today. So here we go. All right, everybody. First and foremost, the very first lie that you are probably telling yourself or have done so at some point in time is that I am supposed to like this book, the book that I am reading. You know, you, you get into a book. And we are just sort of wired to think that if I have spent the money on the book and I have committed to the book, dang it, I'm going to have to like it now and I have to just commit. And I've talked to a lot of people who really struggle with this. My wife is one of these people where if she starts a book, she just has to finish it. It's just, it's just, she just has to check the box and say that she did it. I think it creates that open loop concept for her, right? Where she started it, she kind of knows what's going on, and now she just has to know what's going to happen. Even if she despises the prose, the, the, the plot, the whatever, she's just going to stay with it. And I think that really kind of puts her off from reading at times because it's this like, what if I don't like it kind of thing? What if I hate it? And, and now I'm stuck with it. It's like a bad marriage. <laughs> we don't want that for you. So we're going to dispel this myth. I have what's called what I call the 50 page rule. And in the 50 page rule, the author gets 50 pages to convince me as the reader that this book is worth reading. Now, up to those 50 pages, I am completely open-minded. I am 
patient as a reader. I am ready to learn and ready to experience. But if by 50 pages, the author has completely failed to draw me in, I am out. And that's okay. See, if you don't give yourself that leeway or, or create that rule for yourself, you're going to feel like reading is too much of a commitment. You're going to feel uh, maybe maybe you don't feel guilt on this one, but you're going to feel emotions that keep you from opening the book because you're going to be afraid. Like, again, what if I don't like this book? What if it? What if it's not worth the $9.99 I spent on the dang thing? You know, that might be you and you might you might really be worried about that. I know some people experience real anxiety from uh, trying to choose their next book and uh, not, not having that be the wrong choice. But I'm here to tell you that it's a simple choice and it is okay to not like a book. And I'm going to let you in on a secret. Most books suck. <laughs> the end. Most books just are terrible. They're not, you know, they're not written well. They don't flow. They are, the characters aren't developed well. Uh, and so on and so forth. And there are too many good books out there for you to sit with a book that stinks. There's just too many. So in order to become a good reader and to not feel guilt, like shed that that worry and just say, from now on, I am, if I don't like it, I'm not going to spend time reading it. Doesn't that feel good, right? Like to just give yourself permission to like walk away from a book. I, don't know, I think it does. I think it's pretty great. All right. The second lie that you're probably telling yourself is that I'm supposed to understand this book is a fun one, right? How many of you have read something that uh, is well over your head? (laughs) It's just like 10 miles above your head. I have been there many times. And what I have discovered is that you'll often not get into a book because you feel like you're not going to be smart enough to handle it. Uh, You feel guilt that maybe you're not educated enough and, you know, my contemporaries were reading these books for work or for pleasure or whatever, and I'm not going to get it. I'm just not, I'm just not at that level. So I'm not going to read. So you feel shame, you feel guilt, you feel whatever. Well, here's the thing. Reading and understanding has, in my opinion, very little to do with your IQ. It's more of a skill, right? Taking what's on a page and converting that into understanding is nothing more than a skill. In fact, I just did a YouTube video. Let me turn around and grab this book from behind me on how to read philosophy, because philosophy is that that topic, right, where, oh my gosh, you can get buried six feet deep in like uh, just, after, just crazy stuff, right? And it's really easy to feel lost when you're reading philosophy. And so I suggested to people watching the YouTube video, How to Eat by Thich Nhat Hanh. It's, it's a little over 100 pages. And each each page is just you got a little picture and a little little tiny Uh, piece of writing. And he's literally teaching you how to eat. This is a monk who wrote this book. He has, he has another one called how to walk. I think (laughs) it's just great. And I know it's not a direct philosophy book, but it gets you on the path to thinking like a philosopher. It's thinking outside of um, kind of strict lines and opening your mind up. And that's what this does. That's what philosophy does. So what you need to understand is that you are more than capable of, of grasping the content of a book but you might need to start at level one and work your way up. If, if you were to dive right into Nietzsche or Kant for philosophy, you, everybody's going to feel overwhelmed. Like that is too much, right? It is just, you're not ready for it. Doesn't mean you're not intelligent. It just means you're not ready, right? So whatever discipline you're trying to study or learn in, know that you should not feel shame or guilt for not feeling mentally capable. You're intelligent enough. You just need to learn the skill. So start off with something that paints a picture a little easy, a little more easily 
and work your way up and build that muscle of, of imagination in your brain, uh, locking together different um, contextual ideas, just putting things together. It's just, it's like, I'm terrible at, at building puzzles, right? But the longer I sit and look at puzzles, all of a sudden I'm able to start putting some pieces together. Uh, don't, I hate puzzles. <laughs> don't ever send me a puzzle. Not my thing. But uh, I can do it and I can get really good at it once I sit down and just take a breath and start looking at the pieces for a while. Maybe that's not the best uh, example, but I think you get the idea. All right. Are you all ready for lie number three? Now, I would be curious to know... Um, if you're watching the YouTube uh, podcast of this, leave me a comment down below and let me know if you are telling yourself any of these lies because they're pretty dang common. The third one, I heard this one this weekend. It is that as a reader, I'm supposed to stay focused when I'm reading. How are you doing at that one? Are you always focused when you're reading? Are you always super dialed in to the characters and the environment or if it's nonfiction to the concepts you're learning? Or are you kind of having other thoughts in the background of your head and you're having a little bit of a difficult time staying in the read? Well, number one, you are not alone. Uh, we are all struggling with that. And if you have actually ever tried to meditate, you know exactly what this is like, right? Where you sit down and you close your eyes and you whatever. And two and a half seconds later, like you get hit upside the head with a thought and then another thought. And then you just give up. You're like, I can't meditate. I'm I'm useless. I'm hopeless. <laughs> I can't focus. And that's the problem. You know, in, in our current way of living and our current society, we are all aware of how distracted we are with the phone beeps and the vibrations and the updates and the email and the work and the family and the whatever. I've got 10 million things kind of clamoring for my attention. And I'm telling you this because I want you to give yourself some grace. You are distracted. So am I. So is everybody I know, Right. One of my, one of my uh, businesses, I own an accounting firm. And in that firm, we coach high-powered executives on how to make their businesses more profitable. And you would think that as high-powered executives, they would be really good at like honing in on something and staying focused. But even them, they are, they, they've got 10 minutes, 15 minutes of focus, and then they're off in la-la land, like reading tweets or trying to respond to emails. And it's you can just see the focus just disappear. So... You're not alone. It's okay. And again, this is another skill. And don't let don't let your belief about yourself that you're struggling to focus keep you from reading. Please don't do that. Just know that it takes time to learn how to focus and you can get it back. You can get to the point where as you're reading, most of that noise, I haven't gotten all the way, but most of the noise does quiet down and does turn off when you open the book. And it starts with, with just... Um, reading for 15 minutes every day. To tackle this, I actually uh, host a, a, a live reading session every morning on YouTube, and you're welcome to join me. It's very easy to do. Uh, I'm there every uh, every morning at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, unless I'm uh, dead <laughs> or sick or on vacation or whatever. Uh, I'm not dead yet. I'm still here. But you can join me for that. And in that, uh, what I do is I share a quick message to hopefully get your your, you know, passion going for opening a book because sometimes you don't feel like reading, you know, and my job is to like inspire you to, to dang it, open the book. And then uh, we read for 15 minutes just to build that daily habit. Uh, I believe that if you can commit to that, uh, you can, you can really start to see the reading process get easier and easier. It has for me. 
reading is not like riding a bike. You know, I'm sure you can read the words, but to be a reader, to understand the words, to be in the book, to 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 dive in with the characters or to learn at the foot of the author, that just takes real mental uh, uh, exercise and practice. That's all it is, is practice. So don't let your fear of focus keep you from opening a book. Just be patient with yourself. Give it time, okay? But don't feel guilty about it. Just know that you're normal and it's supposed to be that way. All right, number five, the five, the fifth lie that I, I kind of despise this one because I've told it to myself uh, and I've fallen for it, but here it is. It is that I'm supposed to read the classics. If I am going to be a reader, then that means I got to go to Barnes and Noble or wherever I get my books, go to the classic section and start reading all of those. Excuse me, I need a drink here. I don't know if you guys have ever talked for 30 minutes straight but it does a number on your throat. Anyway, I'm supposed to read the classics. Is that true? Like if, and you know what? So if you, if you decide not to read the classics and you read something else, like, I don't know, Harry Potter, Twilight, whatever, whatever gets you going. Do you ever feel guilt that like, you're not being a good reader that you're not really, you know, you're wasting time because you're not reading the really important stuff. Quote unquote, you're reading uh, manga or whatever gets you going. I don't know what, whatever it is. I'm here to say that reading is not a, a vanity project. It is not something that you do to look good for other people. And it is not something you do to justify yourself to your inner psyche. <laughs> reading is a journey to help you move further down your path. And it also helps you discover your path. So here's the thing, everybody. If you don't like the classics or you don't want to start there and you want to start on something else, do it. Like if you never open a, 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 a classical work, that is okay. That is fine. Uh, you know, I have, I have felt this lie where I've, I've, I've thought, okay, I want to be really good at reading, which means before I die, I need to read these 28 books or whatever it is, you know, and they're, they're all classics. It must be classic for a reason. Here's what I found. I hate Moby Dick. It is not my book. That is a classic, by the way, and it rings the bell for a lot of people. It did not ring my bell. I got 50 pages in, shut the book, haven't seen it since because it was just not speaking my language. It was not doing it, not doing it. And I am, I'm proud to admit that, like, I can put books down. I couldn't do that before. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't give myself space to, um, to just, walk away from a book. It felt like I was, I don't know. I don't know what it felt like, but it just felt wrong. But once you do it and you, and you give yourself that space, it, it's, it's nice to know that you're, you're investing in yourself as a reader and that you're looking for books that will inspire you and speak your language. All right. Number six, before we get into number six, I want to point out really quickly uh, that um, uh, here's the commercial of the podcast. <laughs> this podcast is not big enough to have sponsors, but I do want to tell each of you that uh, over the past year and a half, I've been learning how to program and code so that I could build a tool that would help me be a better reader. So if you're interested at all in um, trying to extract as much information as possible from your books, keep those highlights organized, uh, analyze them, create footnotes around them, write essays and have references for them, that is what I'm building. And it's at highlightish.com. Think of highlighting a book, right? Highlight, and then just add ish at the end. Highlightish.com is uh, is just it's a fun place for me to go. And the reason why I'm I'm telling you about it and building it is because unlike any other sort of you know 
library tracking, note tracking system that's built by a corporation with hundreds of developers. This is built by me, only me. It's a passion project. It is my life's work and it's going to get better and better and better. And I want to tell you that if you decide to jump in and use it, you've got a reader behind the code who is paying uh, an incredible amount of attention and detail to making this as good of an experience as possible. So uh, as it's a new software, I've just launched it. When, and this is what June 2023. If you get in and you use it, I am more than accessible, would happy to, to chat with you and talk with you about how I can make it better for you as well, because I want it to be a tool that our community can really benefit from. All right. Lie number six. This one got me, everybody. This one really got me. It is that I'm supposed to read faster. Now, I fell for the speed reading courses uh, several years ago. I paid the money, got the coaches. I spent about a year and a half on this. And uh, here's, here's what happened for me. I was told, and I believed, that uh, speed reading was my pathway to sort of becoming a super genius, that I could read... 200 books a year, 700 books a year, whatever it was, and like um, retain everything, just have it locked in. Like there was this sort of witchcraft in the speed reading community that I could learn if I just paid the money and spent the time. I went in unbiased thinking, well, if it works great, if it doesn't, I've tried something. So here's what I found. I, in fact, read much faster. I was uh, reading, I think, 250 words a minute. And by the end of the course, I was close to like 900 words a minute. Like I was pumping through these books, everyone, just moving through them. And it was great. It felt like, like I was making progress. But here's, here's, what, I, here's what I learned. There's a, there's, a, there's a phrase in the speed reading community called comprehension. And of course, you know what that means. It's do you comprehend what you're reading? I did not comprehend what I was reading. It was a mess. Um, I could see the words on the page. They were registering in my brain, and in the in the split moments, I was making connections. Boom, 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 boom. But at the end of a chapter or even the end of a page, I could tell you very little of what was happening. Uh, and I definitely could not appreciate what was happening. There wasn't enough time to appreciate what was happening or what was being taught. And that's that's why I'm here to read. I want to absorb the information, make it a part of my being, uh, I want to expand and experience and enjoy what the author has in store for me. I don't want to just get through the page. I want to I want to become a better person because of the book. And um, I I discovered that although I could read quickly, I wasn't comprehending or retaining hardly anything. And it was it was a little bit of a letdown. Uh, and, and I I sort of got more. Um, weathered to the idea that marketing is a powerful thing and behind the speed reading course, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big proponent against it now, right? Like I, I speak out pretty heavily against speed reading because I feel like it's a pretty big marketing ploy. There are people out there who are charging a fair amount of money telling you that they can make you a super genius if you just follow their program. And you know what? I just, it's not, nope, <laughs> it's not working. Um, and yes, I, I know that there is a, a, a sort of a time and place for speed reading, which is to skim a book and to get the main idea. But please don't fall for the trap that, it, that you can learn speed reading and that you'll be able to consume, absorb, and retain the things that you, you read. You just cannot replace time with a book. There should be a time where you can 
you know, walk with the book, uh, take notes, think, highlight, um, ask questions of the author, push it back and forth and so on. You'll never get uh, the same from speed reading as you would if you were to read the book well. All right, so that's that's the sixth lie. And I think as we as we go through the book, you know, we think to ourselves, that's a big book, and I am a slow reader. I can't read, you know, these people on YouTube are saying they're reading 300 books a year. I'm reading one book a year. I don't know what's wrong with me. So I'm not going to try. I guess reading is just not my thing. I'm just a slow reader. And I'm here to tell you people, embrace your slow reading. Like you are beautiful. You are great. And you are, you are right where you should be. If you get through one book a year, own it. Own that book. Love it. Enjoy it. Be in it. Spend time with it. You don't have to read 300 books to be like a valuable human being to society. In fact, I think it actually, you know, <laughs> is, is a little distracting to be honest. Okay. Let's get to the seventh lie here. It is that I am supposed to want to read all of the time. And here's the secret. I don't want to read all of the time. And I'm supposed to. I'm the guy that coded Highlightish. I'm the guy that runs the Read Well podcast. I'm the guy that gets on YouTube every morning and does a live read with me session. So I must want to read all of the time, right? Nope, I don't. Uh, four kids, multiple businesses. I got. I want to spend time with friends. Sometimes I just want to turn my brain off and like just have silence and relax. Whatever it is, I don't want to read all of the time. And I think that's a lie that we tell ourselves, that if we're going to be a reader, then that's what you do. You're supposed to always want to read. You know, you, you got to be the quote unquote bookworm, book nerd, whatever you want to call it, if you're actually going to get through these books. And again, the, the, the MO here is not to get through the books. It's to be in the books, to be enjoying them. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you can let yourself go of this need uh, or this sort of image that you're supposed to always be reading all the time and always be enjoying it. I don't believe in that. In fact, I believe too much reading is probably a little detrimental to you. You know, you need time away from the books to think and to ponder and to process. But my rebuttal here is you do need to read every day. That's my belief. You need to have a reading habit. Otherwise, Netflix and everything else will take over and you'll stop reading altogether. So that's why I do the morning reading session at 7 a.m., it's only 15 minutes, but it's there designed to sort of kickstart the day and get that going. Uh, and I don't always feel like reading at 7 a.m. Sometimes I'm pumped to do it. Other times I'm like, man, I am tired. But I'm doing it every day to instill that habit, uh, not only for myself, but for the community, anybody that wants to join me. And once you, once you get that 15 minutes in, uh, the rest of the day is open to interpretation. If you have time to read and you're interested in it, go for it. Dig in. But if not, don't beat yourself up. You know, if you've got dishes to do, kids to take care of, whatever, that's okay, everybody. That is okay. You don't have to spend nine hours a day in a book. You just don't. Those are the seven lies that I've discovered as I've been talking to people, uh, as my close friends who love reading as much as I do and, and other people. And I feel like they're pretty pervasive. I feel like we've all suffered from them. I can't speak for you, but I know for me, I've suffered from all of these uh, different times and I still suffer from them. And it's just, a, it's just a, a gentle reminder to say that reading is meant to be fun. It's meant to be interesting. It is not a task. It's not a to-do list. It is not a show of achievement. It is, mental, it is merely something that you do to uh, improve your life and enjoy life that much more. 
Everybody, I want to thank you for listening today. If you could do me a quick favor, if you found this interesting at all uh, and you want to help grow the Readwell community, uh, I would really appreciate it if you could give the podcast a review. Uh, unless you have something bad to say, then don't review us. Don't just skip it. But if you do have something to say that's good, uh, I say that in jest, uh, you know, magical fairies will come out of the next book you read. They'll sprinkle dust on your head and you'll be a millionaire. It's going to be great. Uh, just take take a minute and give us a review or give me a review. It would really help. And uh, other than that, thank you so much. These episodes come out live, uh, not live. They come out once every week. Uh, so they'll be uh, wherever you consume your podcasts. And until next week, thanks for watching and or listening. We'll see you next, next time. If you'd like to take your reading to the next level, then head on over to our website at thereadwellpodcast.com. There you can get access to my weekly newsletter as well as up-to-date show information. Also, don't forget that I learned software development on the side just so that I could build a program to help us make better book notes as we read. If you're interested, go to highlightish.com. Think of highlighting a book, but add ish, I-S-H, at the end. Highlightish.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on the next show.